0: a production of Word South, a content marketing company. Story
1: Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are the twists and turns along the journey from communicator to GM? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host once again, and I'm joined on this episode by Libby Kalnan, General Manager of Hood River Electric and Internet Co-op. Um, Libby, thanks for joining me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Full disclosure Libby is a board member for Pioneer Utility Resources, so just wanted to get that out of the way first. Um, But uh, Libby has a session uh, she's doing uh, with a couple of folks uh, later today here at the Nick Conference in uh, Portland, where she's going to be talking about um, the name of the session is Crossing the Bridge from Nick Chair to Utility GM. And we were talking before we hit the record button, and the couple of podcasts that we've done um, before over the years about, um, about the journey from communicator to general manager have been some of the most popular we've ever done. So when I saw this topic on there, and I knew Libby would be a good guest, I want to be sure to, uh, to get you on to talk about. So why do you think it is that, number one, they've, they've asked to do a session on this, and why, uh, just to get in our, our listeners' head a little bit, why do you think it's such a, a popular topic?
0: You know, when I was um, selected to be the general manager at Hood River and I was preparing to leave my old utility, um, I had multiple people reach out to me and say, how did you do it? What did Uh, you do? Okay. And so I think there's just interest from among the communicators within the utility world of having the opportunity to lead. I got it. They Um, they tend to be people who are very connected within the industry sure. and knowledgeable about a broad range of issues, but they don't tend to be the ones who boards necessarily look at and think, oh, that's my next leader. It's traditionally been you know, your finance manager or your engineering manager or operations manager. Um, and so it's fun to be a part of uh, this new group that's getting an opportunity to come in and lead.
1: So... Libby, how do you think an organization is run differently or what kind of perspective uh, does a communicator in the GM office, uh, how is that different than one with either, uh, and I'm not asking you to, you know, no shots across the bow at uh, the engineering GMs or the, the finance GMs out there, but how do you think uh, an organization is different or, or what do you think communicators bring in terms of perspective to that um, you know, that, that corner office or to the, the GM's office uh, when coming up on that track?
0: Sure. I think communicators tend to be um, connectors and tend to want a variety of perspectives involved in, in decision making. Um, I know in my organization, the, the manager that came before me who did an absolutely fantastic job and, and left our co-op with low rates affordable service happy employees and happy members which is what you want right
1: pretty much hits all the Um, all the spots
0: yeah he was um an engineer who saw the world very differently than i do um and they didn't have management team meetings you know they didn't have staff meetings Hmm. Um, there was a little bit more individual decision making and individual um task accomplishment uh, and so that's been a bit of a shift for my team sure. um, to get used to, well, you know, sure, this is probably where we're going to go. But before we make that decision, we're going to check in with, you know, across the the organization as appropriate for, for whatever it is you're, you're focusing on um, and, get, and make sure that everybody agrees with that. You know, so I think there's a little bit more uh, teamwork and collaboration under a communications focused um, manager. And I think there's also a focus on um, the impacts to membership in, in a little bit of a different way. I'm always, every decision that we make, I'm thinking about how is this going to look for our members? Sure. And how are they going to react to it? And what, what is the benefit that it's going to bring them if we make this change? Um, and sometimes I think, you know, if you're an o- engineer or operational focused manager, you're probably more focused on the reliability metrics. Uh, If you're a finance focused manager, you're probably a little bit more focused on the bottom line. And so, you know, we all focus on all of those pieces, but the one that you sort of default to might be a little different and that might structure your decision making differently
1: is dangerous to extrapolate based on just a few examples we have um, here on, on your panel, but it is something I've heard both on the telecommunications side and the electric side that at least more communicators are getting some consideration. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is that, um, you know, I, I guess let's assume it is at least some kind of a trend. Why do you think that is that, that now uh, communicators are getting that second look or third look um, as, a, as a general manager that they may not have gotten a few years ago?
0: I think our industry is changing, and, uh, you know, certainly since I've um, started as manager three years ago, we've got uh, new wildfire rules and legislation in Oregon. We've got this broadband funding available and huge opportunities, and things are changing just at an incredibly rapid pace. Mm Um, And it's requiring some new perspectives and some new approaches and in one sense I think that the the legislative piece is getting a little bit more um, Having a little bit more of a focus especially in Oregon um, where we have all kinds of new rules Um, and so being able to navigate through all of that and and Respond to a much quicker rate of change is requiring some new thinking um, I've had a conversation with one of my directors about how, what their decision-making process was. And part of their evaluation process in, in my selection was about, like, we have a lot going on and new new perspectives are needed. So I think that's part of it. Um, there might also just be more of us putting our names in the hats because, you know, traditionally we were, we didn't really necessarily view ourselves as the ideal candidate for the top spot but I'm trying to get the word out there that if you love working in a utility and you know a lot about it which you probably do if you're a communicator and you've been explaining all of the right. different right. facets of a utility's operations to your memberships you know more than you think um so I th- I'm trying to get the word out and I know Scott and Lena are too that you should push forward and you should go for those opportunities that that you want for yourself
1: my perception is and, and what you just said i think um i think we're on the same page but that's kind of i don't know if it's a trend but it seems like it happens a little bit more now that, that the communicators moved over to that office than maybe it used to in the past you think that's a that's kind of an emerging trend at I, all
0: I, I think so okay i know you know i'm i'm on a panel this afternoon with lena and scott and they both made the same transition that i made right um so we definitely have examples of it in the industry um and those of us who've made this, which are trying to do it well so that there's plenty of opportunity for the next folks to come along and do it. Like, right. don't screw this up.
1: <laughs> That's right. You want those to be good examples Yes. Uh, going forward. <laughs> and we will have Scott on. Um, rec- I'm recording with him this a- afternoon, so we'll be releasing that episode uh, later on as well. Let's get as, as personal as you want to with this is, is being the general manager, something that you had had your eye on for a while, something that you had wanted to to do and and get to that spot and something that you worked towards, or is it something that really only the, the couple of years right before the opportunity came up that it was something you considered?
0: I would say there were about, um, there was probably a decade where I was thinking about it. Okay. Um, but it really was the last few years before I moved where I really started working on it. Um, I don't know if you know this, but my dad was a utility electrical engineer and general manager, and he spent 43 years in public
1: power. Cool. I did not.
0: Yeah. So as a kid, I grew up running the halls of co-ops and PUDs um, in the, from Colorado to Wyoming to, to Oregon. Um, and because he was an engineer, engineering manager... I was typically in the engineering and operations areas and he would say, well, you should grow up and be an engineer and you can work in a utility. And I don't have an engineering brain.
1: I'm I'm with you there. (laughs) (laughs) I understand.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I went to college and got a a degree in technical communications and psychology and went off into the world and found some other things to do. and I didn't really understand that the, the utility world was a good place for me with my specific skill set. Sure. And um, I worked at a hot fudge factory. That was fantastic. I worked Sounds for the United like a, Way. Those um, sound
1: like good opportunities. Yeah.
0: I worked for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Portland District. And I had an opportunity there to be part of the Emergency Operations Center during the floods of 96 in Portland, okay. which is a historic flood event that we had here. Um, And being a part of that opportunity made me realize how much I really loved that essential service emergency response kind of there for your community piece. Sure. After I left the Corps of Engineers, I went off and started my own marketing business. I was doing some computer work for people. And how did I wind up in a utility? Well, my cat jumped on the table and knocked the Sunday newspaper off. Okay. And the newspaper landed on the floor and flipped open and there was a advertising there for a communications specialist at Columbia River PUD. Hmm. And I thought, well, my dad worked at Emerald PUD. I know about PUDs, I know what they do. Sure. And I applied and got the job.
1: Well, this sounds like a divine providence <laughs> there. The thanks to the cat. Thanks to the cat, yeah, yeah. right.
0: And so, you know, I was there about 10 years, um, really enjoying doing the communications work and learning about uh, all of the different facets of the utilities operations. Um, And it was a great place to be because we were trying to um, add some additional service territory through annexation of some small pockets of our community that were still served by the old IOU um, that was there before we started. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to learn about sort of the differences between public power and investor-owned utilities and what the community benefits are, which is one of those things that we all like to talk about. But I also... um, made it a habit to reach out to the other departments and find out you know is there something within your realm that i can help you communicate about and so i ended up editing audit reports for the finance department and as i would do that i would teach myself how to read an audit report right not just is the grammar correct but what do these numbers what mean? does it
1: mean yeah
0: mm-hmm. did the same thing for the engineering department for some of their processes around line extensions and how those decisions are made um, I worked on presentations about our rate setting and, you know, went through processes to understand how rates were set. So just through doing outreach across my organization, I was able to learn a lot about the various aspects of, of the utility world. At that point, I knew that I wasn't necessarily, um, I didn't have the credentials that would be needed to move into a GM role. So then I went back to school. Uh, I started with a master's in business program and when I finished that, um, I actually had started on an accounting degree. And I was—I'm two tax classes shy of an accounting degree. Wow! Uh, it's kind of cool that in a co-op you don't have a lot of tax accounting, so I don't—I don't miss that. <laughs> Those <laughs> right. are hard classes. <laughs> sure, I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, but that's—that was where I was when I got the Hood River job, and um, I actually switched majors at that point and finished a bachelor's in human resources because we don't have an HR person on staff. Which so is probably
1: you, know, you use that more on a daily basis. I'm I do, sure. and mm-hmm. especially
0: in a small utility. Sure. Um, so having that both the background of, of working with the various departments and then just figuring out the gaps in my education to fill in um, has been really helpful.
1: Sounds like cross-training um, as a major major step uh, to that. Do you think a lot of utilities uh, do a good job or are getting better at cross-training folks in different areas?
0: I think that it's best when it's part of a utilities culture. Mm-hmm. And and in some utilities, um, it, that's becoming more the norm um i you know my old utility at at times the culture would be a little bit more focused on you know this is my job and i'm the one that's the expert about it and i know how to do it and somebody else has their job and the more that we can work together and share and bring in different perspectives the better we're all going to do and the more support we're going to have um you know how terribly important that is in small utilities because i I have a staff of 22 that that serves provides electric and internet service for our 3600 members and that's not a lot of you know bench strength right you've got to be able to wear a lot of hats so that somebody can take a vacation or or you know go have a baby or something and 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 know that their job will be done well while they're gone
1: right definitely what are some things, and you, you mentioned earlier in the conversation about a lot of it is perception and just having, um, you know, whether you're moving from one utility to another or whether you're, you're, you're rising up within that uh, same utility. You mentioned the perception just of, of they don't think of the communicator necessarily as being GM material or whatever that means. Um, what Are there anything that you think you did um, along the way to kind of... Um, you know, like you said, obviously the education, the cross training, um, anything else you did strictly on a perception standpoint that, um, kind of get people's attention and say, you know, this, this person's different. This person has whatever it takes.
0: One of the things that I did was, um, when there were opportunities for us to serve on, uh, community committees, I would put my name in the hat. um, and sometimes the answer was yes, and sometimes the answer was we have somebody else who, who will be a better fit for that spot, and that's fine. You're, you're never going to get the opportunities you don't ask for, um, and you just need to get used to hearing no sometimes and, and yes on occasion, and then capitalize on the times that you hear yes. So I ended up representing our cooperative um, on the local Economic Development Council. Okay. And on, I said cooperative. PUD at the time. Sure. (laughs) They're all co-ops to me now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your utility, yep.
0: Yeah. Um, And the local emergency management group. Um, So we had a group that was very active. We had a fantastic emergency planning committee in, in the county that I came from. And I... Ended up on the executive committee of that group, and that was an opportunity to network with local emergency managers, the county commissioners, the public health officials, the school district folks, the sheriff's office, the police departments. You know, kind and, of a
1: who's who in the community. Yeah,
0: and you know, building those relationships and um, being able to prove to those folks that I was able to, you know, add value to those conversations that we were having, um, I think helped people see me as more than just you know, the marketing person. Mm -hmm. So
1: what do you think? And and I was going to get to this one later, but let's go ahead and ask now, what do you think that we as fellow communicators at a conference like Nick, where I've been really, this is my first one. And it's been really cool to see how tight everybody is. And there are Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of friendships, a lot of really good relationships. What do you think we can do to help each other uh, as communicators, um, through those networks, uh, to help build each other up and help Uh, You know, help each other. If there are folks that want to go that track towards the the general manager's office, is there anything that other folks can do to kind of help help them along?
0: I think you can be supportive of people um, by giving them opportunities to connect with other folks and giving them opportunities to shine and showcase their abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, That is one of the things that I absolutely love about the Nick family. Um, I've been coming to these conferences for. I don't know, maybe 15 years. I wasn't at the first one, but I was at some of the earlier ones. Okay. And I love coming because you meet new people every year who Mm -hmm. bring new perspectives and new unique strengths to our group. And, um, it's a supportive community where we don't feel like that's competition. It's adding value to us, to the I don't know, the hive mind, I guess,
1: sure, sure. <laughs>
0: um so i think I think um, building that network and and supporting people um, who are who are trying to move forward um, is an important thing to do. when i you know some of the people who've asked me, Well, what did you do? Well, I got an MBA. Mm -hmm. I learned accounting. I also have a cooperative finance certificate that I picked up along the way. You know, figure out where your gaps are Mm -hmm. and aggressively pursue filling them. Um, and get feedback this group is a great place to get feedback about well what do I do well and what do I do what do I need to improve upon sure Um, and so when you can have really strong relationships with other folks where you can have those candid conversations and get feedback to help you improve instead of just being told you're wonderful all the time I mean you're pretty wonderful but sure probably good to hear sometimes (laughs) (laughs) that's really good to hear sometimes Um, I think that's really helpful and we we try and provide that here
1: sure absolutely yeah Well, uh, usually I'll wrap up uh, an episode here asking folks uh, about the advice that they would give for somebody who's in their shoes. So let's say that there's somebody listening who's at a utility and and it's something that they have, uh, you know, they've like you like you were kind of have that eye maybe on management, something that they want to get into whatever level they are in the organization. You've given out a lot of helpful tips, a lot of good uh, good advice, but is there are, are any other advice that you give people um, when they're they're looking at ways, um, you know, it sounds like a lot of hard work.
0: It, it, it was a lot of work. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think uh, if you want to stay at your own utility, um, look to your leadership and your board and, and look at what they value and then compare the strengths that you have to what they're looking for and you'll be able to identify some opportunities where you might put in some work yourself, and you probably are going to identify some things that, that you already possess that they may or may not be aware of, um, and, and you know, just working through that process is really helpful. Um, I think, you know, NWPPA has a leadership skills series, which which is a fabulous foundational series for interacting with other people. That's a huge part of being in management. Um NRECA offers a supervisor management leadership development program. Um, if you can get into some of that coursework, you can get um, some foundational stuff that will help you be successful as you move into management positions. Um, and just generally relating to people, One, of, a couple of my staff members are going through one of those series right now and uh, one of my guys came back from a class and he said, "This is going to change how I parent my children."
1: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I like think it's
0: good stuff, yeah. right? Um, so I think, I think, um, you know, being willing to uh, identify what you do well and figure out how to make sure um, you're contributing that to your organization, and then figure out what you can do better and work on that is so, my my work based formula for. Getting to work harder.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Well, that sounds like good advice. And I appreciate you sharing that. I know that the folks listening uh, is something that, you know, we may not get a lot of opportunities to talk about, but I'm sure that, uh, sure that folks have appreciated the insight along the way.
0: Yeah. And you know, relationships are so important. They're important here at the NIC. Uh, they're important in communications and they're incredibly important in our industry. Um, so building on those and supporting those, both within your utility and within your peer group within the industry and then just within the broader industry as a whole is a fabulous formula for long-term success.
1: I've been uh, been sending out LinkedIn invitations left and right to all the people that <laughs> I've met go. this week, so that's, that's how it starts, I guess. <laughs> I've been so.
0: trying to find somebody new at breakfast every day to visit with. Excellent. So, yeah. <laughs> Excellent.
1: She is Libby Kalanon, the general manager at Hood River Electric and Internet Co-op. Uh, I am Andy Johns, your host, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production
0: of Word South, a content marketing company.